The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Whenever I get my twins ready for one of their games, be it soccer or basketball or my daughter plays volleyball, and I'm getting their uniform ready for them, very often I think of another little boy in his uniform because that's how I will forever envision Chucky Mock. He had a little little league outfit it was red and white with white pants and the red shirt and a red white cap and he's holding a glove today in a highly unusual program we have gathered friends of his before he was murdered the cold case of Chucky Mock Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Chucky Mock, a little boy, a little leaguer, gunned down, riding his bike. What happened? We want justice. With me, a panel unlike any other I have ever seen. With me to put this cold case back together again, Chucky's mother, now my friend, Kathy Miller, Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, Chris Pate Robillard, a neighborhood girl that saw Chucky the day he was gunned down riding his bike, still unsolved. Jason Cranford, Chucky's friend who has put up a $100,000 reward. Shonda Birch, Chucky's girlfriend. He asked his mom, could he give Shonda her emerald ring to save it for him for their engagement? Chris Panacek joining me. Chris at a red light in a car with his sister when he saw Chucky just before Chucky was murdered. 
With me, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst to the stars and CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. First, I want you to take a listen to our friends at 41NBCWMGT. This is Skylar Henry. He lived right behind the bowling alley on Burns Drive. He'd ride his bike to a nearby convenience store all the time to buy candy. But one February night was different. Sometime within those ensuing minutes, uh, someone heard a loud pop. One witness that I've talked to actually described it just thinking it was a firecracker and kids playing. This is where Chucky's body was found. He lived in the neighborhood just beyond this fence post. Witnesses say they saw him talking to someone in a light-colored car, but they don't know who. We had a lot of witnesses. A lot of people saw things. They see a vehicle speeding away. As they approach, within the next two minutes, Chucky's found deceased. What happened? You are hearing our friend at WMGT NBC, Skylar Henry, speaking to the Houston County Sheriff, Captain John Holland. Let me go straight out to Chucky's mother, Kathy Miller, joining me now. Kathy, uh-huh. I'm going to hold on this to this case as long as we have to. And I want you to tell our listeners, our viewers now, what happened the night, you, the evening you last saw Chucky. The last evening I saw Chucky, um, it was a, a Monday evening. We had just finished supper and, you know, I'm cleaning, cleaning up the table and everything. And Chucky asked me if he could go to Giant to buy candy for the next day at school, which I heard later that he would sell to make money to buy more candy to sell at recess or whatever it was. And um, I'm thinking, you know, no, you really shouldn't go. But I said, yes. I said, yes, you can go. Not looking at this, just cleaning up. And I didn't look at him, and he walked out the door. And that was it. What happened next? The next thing I know is about 30 minutes later, a friend in the neighborhood came and knocked on my door and said, Jackie's hurt. I can see him laying up here um, by giant, you know, and I thought, oh, my God, he's fallen off his bike. He's hurt his leg or something. So Pete, Chucky's stepfather and Greg, his little brother, and myself, you know, we just ran up there to get him. I thought I'd just see him sitting there. And as I'm running, I can see that it is so much worse. And it's like I can't get there. It's like I'm running in slow motion. And um, Pete stopped me and told me that it was Chucky and that he, he was dead and that somebody had hit him with a car is what they thought at first. And then... A lot of things aren't clear after that, but that was it. So I never, I never really got to but see him. But he was not, he was not hit by a car. No. This little boy, this little leaguer was shot dead. This little boy riding his bike. It was no more than three blocks as the crow flies from home mm-hmm. to the little convenience store. Because I could that see him where he was laying. And, um, I mean, it wasn't 
it was a shot at close up. It was a close up shot, not from far away. And, um, yeah. And when they rolled him over, they saw where the bullet had exited his face. And, um, that was it. They didn't want me to see him. So they were trying to keep me at a, by this fence that was right there. And, um, I, I never saw him again. Kathy, these years later, how has your grief changed over time or has it? It's just so hard to explain. It's just always, it's always there. It's like uh, on the back, you know, it's on the back burner. It's simmering. It's always cooking. I'm always thinking and, you know, I promised Chucky, I promised him, I will find what happened to you. I'll never, ever let this go. And um, I just, it's still, that, you know, you have good days and bad days. And like, this is really a good day because I'm here from all his friends that have not forgotten him. And it it means so much to me. Speaking of his friends, I want to go straight to Chris Panacek. Chris was at a red light in the car with his sister when he saw Chucky speaking to someone in a white car. Chucky was talking to the guy leaning over his handlebars on his bike. But me and Kim passed him and got stopped at a red light. Guys, this is the last time that we spoke to you about Chucky Mock's case. And then I appeared on Fox uh, one afternoon and put out information. Friends, fellow classmates, his girlfriend at the time, his little girlfriend, saw that. And we have all gotten together to help try and solve the case of Chucky Mock, this little boy's murder, to Chris Panacek. Thank you so much for being with us. I want to hear from you, an eyewitness. Did you ever speak to police? Yes, ma'am. I I come up here after I got home and learned and learned that Chucky was shot behind the Rolling Roses here on on Burns Drive by a friend of mine. His dad worked at the convenience store across the street, Bobby's Minute Mart. And me and my sister had just got home laying clothes out for school the next day. And a, friend, a child friend of mine called me and said, hey, you know, buddy, we ride bikes with all the time, but go jump ramps and stuff with He said, he, he just got shot. I'm like, well, I just, I just seen Chucky. I mean, I just seen him talking to this car, guy the car behind the Warren Rose. Tell me exactly what happened. Let's just start. You and your sister are in the car. Tell me what happened. Don't leave anything out. All right, we come up Burns Drive, and we pass, we get past the, Fence right here, and Chucky's talking to a, a white gentleman in a white Buick Regal type. Whoa, 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 right there. I'm getting information I've never heard before. So, the perp is a white male in what kind of car? It's a Buick it goes 79, 78, 81 Buick Regal type of type of vehicle. Uh, Pontiac Grand Pontiac Grand, all white, all solid white car. Could have been a Regal or a Pontiac Grand Am. Grand Prix. Grand, Grand Prix, thank you. Grand Am. Grand Prix. Right, Grand right. Grand Prix. Automobile Cutlass Supreme, that type of body style. Two or four and door? Two door. 
Do you mm-hmm. think there was another man in the car? No, ma'am. There was just one guy in that car. One guy. One yeah. guy and a white... You never knew that, Nancy. Me either, and I have talked about this case. I've talked to cops about the case. I've talked to investigators about the case. This is the first time it's being defined as definitely a white male. I mean, we, Cheryl McCollum, you and I have gone round and round and said we think it was a white male, either one or two, but it could have been a Hispanic male. It could have been an Asian male. But we are now hearing definitively, Cheryl McCollum, it is a white male. We think alone, 79 to 81 all-white vehicle in a two-door. Nancy, this is a game-changer, period. It, it is overwhelming to me that law enforcement has not put this out correctly. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are talking about the murder of a little boy who has grown dear to my heart. Tip line 478-542-2080. And we are learning information we've never known before. With me, uh, many of Chucky's friends that he knew at the time, one of them an eyewitness. Also with me, Chucky's mom and his little girlfriend at the time, Chandra Birch. To Chris Panacek, let me get back to where we were. You're in a car with sister. You look over. You see Chucky speaking to the guys. What was their interaction? Chucky was just had his arms folded in there talking to the guy. He would laugh. He was like laughing and talking to this guy. And the next thing, you know, the lights, the lights from his, from the, from this man's car, you know, kind of, I guess, blocked my vision and everything. But by, I kept on looking back, and my sister was driving. We stopped at there. It was a stop sign. I don't think the convenience store was there then. But we were sitting there, and, and if, if we hadn't had the radio up so loud, when I sat back down, Chucky was. Talking, you know, would had to pick this front tire up on his bike and turn like turn to turn away from this guy. And if I hadn't, we hadn't had the radio up so loud, we would have heard the shot. Because when he 
when he picked his front tire up, I turned around and sat down and stopped looking back. And then that's when he was shot in the back of the head. That's very, very interesting to me that you watched for that length of time that you actually turned around and you looked back. Something told you to turn around and look back. You saw Chucky. He was, I guess, still on his bike with his feet on the ground, but his arms were folded. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, ma'am. He was talking to the guy with his arms folded, like hunched over the Yeah, that's bars. how he did. So he was hunched over, arms yes, folded. I rode bikes with Chucky forever. His arms were actually touching the, the, the handlebar. Yes, ma'am. And did you say he was laughing? Yeah, it was like they were having, they had a conversation with each other. They were conversating with each other, and, you know, Chucky, Chucky made a lot of hand gestures when he talked. <laughs> I'm, was I'm he doing that? Yes. The whole time, I, the whole time, I, I went, even went to walk, roll down the window into the car, and you know, Kim was like, well, "We're going." So, I'm like, well, I, I, I blame myself because I did get roll down the window and said, "Hey, Chucky," and just maybe something would have been different. Chris, the guy in the car, how close was he to Chucky? Probably two foot. A foot is the most, two foot probably. Two feet. I was sitting in his car. So was the car closer to the to the parking lot or was Chucky closer to the road? I'm, I'm probably five foot from the, the curb at Burns Drive right now. And I'm sitting exactly where I remember, well, not exactly, but where I remember the car sitting. And I'm looking towards the fence down Burns Drive. So how close was Chucky to the actual street? Was he on the sidewalk? No, it was probably about 10 foot, 15 foot from the side, from the, from the edge of the curb. 15 feet from the curb. Was he in the parking lot of the uh, gas station, the 7-Eleven? No, the, the gas station is up towards Russell Parkway a little bit more. We were, we were actually, he was actually right beside the bowling alley and behind Roy and Rose's theory. So had he, had he already left the convenience store? Yes, ma'am. Okay, that's important to me because I always pictured that he was in the parking lot of the convenience store. But he had left the convenience store with the candy, correct? Yes, ma'am. So, it looked like he was on the way home back to, back to Miss Kathy. I mean, that's... Yeah. When I look at it, it now, it, I'm like, it, he was heading back home. It's like it this guy had to be driving, but he had to be leaning, like talking to Chucky. Was the car yeah, stopped, Chris? Had he totally stopped his car? Was it in park? Yes, ma'am. It, 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 it was just sitting here talking to Chucky like I'm sitting here now facing the exact same, trying to face the exact same direction. Was and he it, at an intersection or pulled over on the side of the road? No, he's in the parking lot. In the parking lot. There's a, there's a big parking lot in front of the bowling alley and beside the bowling alley. It's like one of those mini shopping centers. Gotcha. I understand yeah. now. So he's not on the street. He's in the parking no, lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just wonder, I guess at that time, there was no surveillance video or anything like that. And you're sure there was only one white male in the car, Chris? One person. That's all. That's, I mean, that, I remember this night like it was, I mean, I remember this night like it was yesterday. It plays over and over and over my mind. I just, it's never gone away and it will never go away. And when you turned around and you looked back at Chucky, you saw him turn his wheel. Like he was leaving. Yeah, he he picked the front tire up like, you know, guys would. And when we got to go somewhere and we're close to something, pick your front tire up and you got your foot on one foot on the pedal and one foot on the ground. You pick that front of that bike up and turn, you know, turn, put the bike front wheel back down and go where you're going.
Jason, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I used to see Chuck do that all the time. We hey, Chris Panacek, one more question. Did you, what can you tell me about the guy? You looked back. Could you see his face? What color was his hair? Did he have a mustache? Anything? Hey, I gave, I got, I, the, they've got a sketch. Uh, Mr. Anchor got a sketch for me, what me and my sister did. And the guy was just a white male, you know, pale skin, acne, like red, red or brown hair, you know, reddish hair, reddish hair, brown hair. You know, he didn't, he didn't like I'm looking at the guy. sketch right now, and it looks like he's got a little bit of a mustache going, mm-hmm. and he's wearing an open-collar shirt, Yep. and his hair is parted on his left and hangs. No, ma'am. Can I say something here? How old did he look to you? Yeah, one last question. How old did he look to you, Chris? In his 20s, 20, I'd say 25, 26. 27-ish. Understand. I think I hear Jason Cranford. Yes, Is that ma'am. you, Jason? Yes. I just Jump to, in, Jason. I just wanted to say that that sketch that you're talking about, the guy with a mustache, I was told by Houston County Homicide that that sketch looks nothing like the sketch that Chris Panoxic did the night of the, or his sister did the night of the murder. Chris. Yeah, I heard that was, that aged him. They did that, the FBI did that at Quantico where they aged him. But it was not the sketch that was shown to us that night. Right. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up maybe you're ready to make a switch but don't know where to start Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining me also is Chris Pate Robillard, a little neighborhood girl saw Chucky the day he was killed riding his bike after school. Chris, thank you for being with us. Yes, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Chris. Um, <laughs> thank you, Miller. Uh, don't, don't anybody move. Don't anybody go anywhere. Chris Pate Robillard, tell me what you saw that day. Well, um, it just breaks my heart even going through all of it right now, it all is, it's surreal. Um, the day of, um, around, it was, we got out of school at 3.15 and around 
four fifteen, four thirty, Chuck came over to my house. Um, uh, I lived a couple of blocks away from him. And he just came over to, it's funny, he actually had candy. <laughs> and uh, he just came over to talk. And we sat in my driveway. I vividly remember we sat in the driveway and we talked about Shanda's girlfriend, <laughs> which he adored. And I was a good friend to her. And we ate all the candy he had. I'm sorry, Miss Miller. I, <laughs> there was a lot of candy that day. Um, and I remember we just sat and talked and hung out just like 13-year-old kids do. And um, he was off to go jump. I think they were jumping ramps and stuff with Jason and those guys. Yeah, they had built that ramp. Yeah. And, but he just came by and we hung out like we always did and, and ate candy, of course, and just, you know, just doing what 13 year olds do. And he didn't act, he didn't act like he was scared about anything, did he? Absolutely not. Not. Okay. Anything I always wondered that. No, ma'am. Not at all. You know, to Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining me out of Beverly Hills at drbethanymarshall.com, what I just heard Chris Pate Robillard saying, how innocent they were. Mm. These little kids, 12 yep. and 13 years old, you know, the big thrill was to go to the 7-Eleven and get some candy. <laughs> and, you know, he's 12-ish years old. And he goes, hey, Mom. She finds him going through her jewelry and mm. he goes, save that emerald ring for me because, you know, I'm going to ask Shonda to marry yeah. me one day. I'm just thinking yeah. about the dichotomy of their their innocence and then what happened. And, they, he, and you don't you didn't think anything about mm. letting them go out like cause it was just Ever. like right around the corner, you know, because well, I've always blamed myself. I've always mm. blamed myself for saying yes to him, you know. And Dr. Bethany Marshall is with us analyzing a, a cold case, which we are reading, heating up today. Chucky, Ma- Dr. Bethany, I know you just heard Chucky's mom say she's always felt guilty about just letting him go out on his bike. But Mrs. Mock, you can't say no to everything because if you say no to everything, then you have an imprisoned child and a child who cannot develop and grow and be inquisitive and learn about the world. These stories are so moving and profound to me. And I want to say something that sticks out is Chucky's friend who looked back through the car uh, from the rear window and saw that Chucky's arms were folded over the handlebar of his bike and that he seemed to be leading forward and deep in a conversation. And that speaks to the innocence you're talking about, Nancy, that some purpose stopped him and engaged him in a conversation. And how many times has that happened to every single person on this panel in childhood, to our own children, our relatives, that it always starts with something innocent. The adult says, hey, um, can I have a piece of your candy? Or, oh, I love that bike. Or, oh, you know what? I'm lost. Can I, um, do you know where the nearest gas station is? It's always with something like that. And Chucky leaning over the handles, he thought nothing was wrong, but at some point, something must have crossed his mind, even at his young age, that he was in trouble. I just think and think and think what they were talking about. Because the mom, Kathy Miller, has wrecked her mind. She doesn't know a family friend with that kind of car. The description doesn't match anyone they know. Take a listen now to our friends at WMGT. The call first came in as a hit and run. It was soon determined that he was actually uh, died as a result of a single gunshot wound. 
uh, and I'll say single gunshot wound to the head. But who would shoot a 13-year-old boy? We don't expect our children to be shot and killed in Houston County in this manner. People during that time quit letting their kids ride their bikes. They quit letting them go up the street on the bikes. Captain John Holland uh, with the Houston County Sheriff's Office says he and investigators interviewed dozens of people trying to find that answer. They turned the neighborhood inside out. They canvassed the neighborhood. I think they set up road checks during that time just to find people that had seen things. And, and even to this day, we do get calls with people that either have some information or have an idea about who may have been involved. There is still no suspect. It's a tough conversation. Mother. Uh, she still has some hope that one day she'll get some resolution. Uh, but it's, it's difficult. Don't you know it. That was our friend Scholar Henry, Henry at WMGT speaking to the captain, John Holland. Joining me now is, in addition to Kathy Miller, Chucky's mother, his friends, Cheryl McCollum, Levi Page, and Dr. Bethany Marshall, Shonda Birch. This is Chucky's then-girlfriend, who to this day is haunted by his death. Shonda Birch, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Nancy. Shonda, tell me about the day that Chucky was murdered. Um, it's hard to talk about. Um, actually, um, I, I, my brother's friend um, gave my brother a call and told my brother that something had happened to Chuck and that he was hurt or he was shot. And I totally didn't believe him. I just, I thought, no, that's not, that, that can't be true. I don't, I don't believe this. And I was just in a state of shock. And I stayed up that night so I could watch the 11 o'clock news to see if, if this was true, if this happened. And um, I stayed up and I watched it and it happened. And um, I just remember not believing it. Shonda, you say that to this day, Chucky's murder still haunts you. Explain. Well, Nancy, when you're 12 years old, you don't really know how to handle, you know, something so huge like that. And um, it was something that you didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to help. You didn't know who to talk to. Um, And so it took a long, long time to process that information, you know, way into adulthood. And um, to this day, it's still it's still difficult to talk about. Um, you know, it makes you not trust people, and it makes you feel this is still going on, and there's no answer. I love you, Shanda. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. 
No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zin.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zin 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Shanda, how do you believe this has affected your life? Um, it's affected my life tremendously. Um, he was my best friend and we loved each other. We really did. And, um, and I think if he would have lived, I really do think that we would have been together or at least have been best friends and been in our lives. You know, um, I think he would still be a part of my life. And I've always felt like there was something missing in my life and you just can't replace that well he he really cared so much for you and i'm so glad that he had a chance in his early years to to fall in love to be able to experience that and he did love you yeah kathy please tell the story about him finding your emerald ring oh yeah we were going through my jewelry and um it was just an emerald, an emerald cut emerald, plain, you know, ring. It wasn't really fancy, but he fell in love with that. He says, Mama, keep that ring because I'm going to give that to Shanda one day. And I said, okay, darling, I will. And in fact, I buried him with that. Oh. I put it on his little finger because... That was one of the things that was so important to him. And he would go in my jewelry box every once in a while and look at it, you know. And I knew how important it was, and I knew how important she was to him. So I thought that that's where it needs to be with him. Guys, Chucky Mock, a little boy who just goes to a convenience store to get candy. It's part of a strip mall. Water Robins, Georgia. We still don't have answers, but today we're learning a lot of clues. I want to circle back to Chris Panacek at a red light in a car with his sister, sees Chucky talking to his killer sitting in a solid white car outside the convenience store, sees Chucky start to drive off. White male, Buick type car, 7981, Regal or Grand Prix, two door. I want you to think, Chris, is there anything rack your brain? Did the guy have his arm hanging out? Did he have a tattoo? Was he wearing a watch? Is there anything, the tires on the car, anything you can tell us? I, I was put under hypnosis by, by Mr. Inkler with the House County Sheriff's Department. I think two or three times. And I've, you know, I'm, I've, my memory of this car is so the emblem on the on the, on the vehicle is being on the fender behind the front tire of that car. That's why I say it's a it's like a Buick Regal because it was a it's like a night symbol. It's the, the 
crest of a, you know, like over in England, the family's a family mm-hmm. crest, and it's a red, white, and blue crest. And that just, I mean, that just always a stuck red, out. Red, white, and blue type crest yeah. on the back fender, you know, on the did fender, you say? The front fender of the car, right behind the front, front tire. Front fender. Mm-hmm. Right behind the front tire on, on which side? Well, Driver's it's a, side? It's an emblem on, on, the, on the vehicle. It's like the, it's on both sides, right and left. But I know I've seen it on oh, the I left see. side of the vehicle when I was coming to the vehicle. Oh, you mean not on the fender, but on the body of the car itself? No, on the fender of the car, right behind the right behind the fender well, the front tire. I understand. A lot of a lot of, of cars better have a, have a little crest, it's like a Buick, Buick Regal, I do believe. Cheryl, I've never heard that, Cheryl McComb. I've never heard that. Yes. That should limit what kind of car it is. And Nancy, that's what I was trying to say earlier. This is such a money tree. We now know there was only one person in the car. He was white. The type of the car, something as detailed as that crest being behind the you know wheel and all. To me, this is such a visual. There's going to be somebody from Macon to Warner Robins, I mean, Tifton even. That car is significant. This is not the first crime that person committed, and it's not the first crime they committed in that vehicle. Um, to, to Kathy's mom, wait, let me ask this to Levi Page joining me, CrimeOnline.com. Levi. I just did a Google search, and the Buick logo Nancy, there was a Buick logo, and it was in red, white, and blue back in the day, the former logo of Buick. So that could be what Chris saw when he was examining the car. And what's interesting, Nancy, what we know about the evidence in this case is that when Chucky was found, he was still gripping the receipt to the store and the bubble gum in his hand, which means he left the store. He was also shot in the back of the head, which means that his back was to the perpetrator when the perpetrator shot him, which means that something could have happened, Nancy, that scared Chucky. This guy could have creeped him out and he tried to get away. And that's when the guy shot him to keep him from talking about their conversation or what he tried to do to Chucky. Levi, uh, if you don't mind, please send me the photo that you managed to get. A red, white, and blue. I, I guarantee you it's going to be in the shape of like a, a, an old English coat of arms, like which is a shield of sorts. Wow. Okay. You know, with me is Chris Panacek, who was at the red light and saw Chucky just moments, literally seconds before he was murdered. Shanda Birch, his little girlfriend who is still dealing with the fallout of his murder. Jason Cranford, his friend joining us in Colorado who has put up a $100,000 reward. Jason, question for anyone that can give you a call or a tip. How do we reach you regarding that reward? Oh uh, Well, everybody on this call has my cell phone number, my email, my Facebook. Uh, if there's any other type of contact you want me to provide, I can provide it. And the tip line that we have, 478-542-2080, Chris Pate Robillard, neighborhood that saw Chucky the afternoon before he was killed, Cheryl McCollum, Director of Cold Case Research Institute, Dr. Bethany Marshall, and Kathy Miller, Chucky's mom. Question out to you. Um, let me go to Jason Cranford putting up a $100,000 reward. How did you guys all get together to join me today? Oh, so the, every year the, there's a, a Chuck Mock uh, Facebook support group. It's a memorial page. And every year around the anniversary, people start posting in there. 
uh, this year, uh, Shanda Birch made a post that, you know, really got to me and started reminding me of what happened. And I have a 13-year-old son now. And so it really hit home this year uh, because of the age of my son and the age of Chucky when he died. And, uh, you know, I've been very successful in my business adventures. And, you know, the, the reward is something I feel is the least that I could do to help Miss Miller get some peace with this. Um, you know, she's getting old, and I would like to see this happen in her lifetime. I had the money. Chuck was a dear friend of mine. Um, you know, I, I hung out in Miss Miller's garage. Me and Chuck worked on bicycles <laughs> in there. Uh, we jumped the ramp that everybody keeps talking about. I sent pictures of that ramp in. Um, you know, I think that after he left Chris Pate's house, he came over to the ramp that we all built, and we were all jumping that ramp, and that was the last time I saw him. But, you know, this was my first experience with death in my life, and it's haunted me my whole life, uh, just like it's haunted the rest of the people on this Guys, call. I pulled up that emblem Levi sent me, and it is red, white, and blue, and it looks like a coat of arms. It's amazing and right now i am sending it uh levi pass it on to brett really quickly so he can pass it on to chris panacek and see if that's even remotely what he saw guys tip line regarding the reward is 303-842-0179 repeat 303-842-0179 could this emblem on the side of that vehicle be the tip that cracks this case wide open. Guys, the search for Chucky Mock's killer goes on. Please help us heat the case up and put it to rest. The tip line, 478-542-2080. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. 
It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. 